Hello and welcome to Changing Room Thoughts. If you're new to my content, new to Changing Room Thoughts, this is a podcast for all things fashion, fashion sustainability, technology. If you've ever had a critical thought about the clothes you put on your body, this podcast is for you. I put out new episodes every Monday morning so you have something juicy on the way to work to listen to. I am so super excited for today's very special episode because he is one of my favorite fashion creatives on TikTok with the most accurate fashion predictions. You could call him Raven Baxter. If you're looking for an honest voice, he will deliver the most hilarious and scathing read on a busted red carpet look so be careful what you wish for he's not afraid to call anyone out beyonce and a winter pierre moss and that's one of the things i love most about him as i'm sure you will too give it up for mars scott lover of all things iconic Hi, i'm excited to be here i'm mars lover of all things iconic and i am a fashion creative where you can find me on tiktok at mars.orbit you can also find me on Instagram of the same name and the same thing on Twitter. I'm never going to call it X, so it's always going to be Twitter to me. And on YouTube, it's Mars.Orbit as well, which more content will be coming there soon. Thanks for having me, Karina. I'm ready to kick the shits and giggles. Today's episode is super exciting because Mars and I are doing a 2023 fashion wrapped. End of the year, bitches. Yes. Can you curse on your show? Oh, I curse every episode. Okay. I'm <laughs> say, I feel like I've heard you curse enough this one before. Okay. No, exactly. Every episode I've been cursing, so you're good. We're going to be going through a list best designers, best looks, worst looks throughout the year, and it's going to be really fun. So our first superlatives, what is a fashion podcast if we don't talk about trends? Right. Yeah. Like, what were y'all wearing this year that was really annoying, but sometimes really cute? So let's get into it. Okay. So first thing we have are mini skirts. Yeah, mini skirts were definitely a thing, especially that Mew Mew one. Like, I just feel like I've seen it everywhere. And, and although it came out a minute ago, it just really, like, keeps showing up and keeps showing up. And, like, different brands kind of picked up on that. So I feel like every brand had, like, a mini skirt this year. And most of them were cute. Yeah, I always think about that one TikTok sound that's, like, mini skirts. Skirts should be the size of a belt. Take risks. <laughs> yeah, that. And then remember the diesel skirt when people was ordering oh. and they were like, oh my gosh, this is not what I expected. I mean, I, I, I actually feel that that skirt... It should not have been made for retail. Like, some things are no. just for the runway, and that's one of those things. No, absolutely. Because yeah. I remember watching Selling Sunset and seeing Chelsea Les Connie, like, trying to sit in it, and she's just kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. That's a stand-up-only, two-hour max type of skirt. Like, you cannot live in that. Like, that's not practical. And you know what's kind of funny is like i feel like mini skirts both mini skirts and maxi skirts were both trends at the same time yeah 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 like a and big I, yeah. denim maxi was also you a major never trend go wrong. you yeah. know what i forgot i did i did a consultation because you know if you go to levi and soho they mm -hmm. can make you one out of jeans like they can personalize you a maxi skirt did you know that i did not know yeah, that yeah just take any pair of jeans you like and they'll turn it into a maxi skirt and i went and had a consultation but i never went back and took the jeans so that's something i need to do next year like you can take put me patches, with you. I'll you can do put it. different buttons. Yes. That's so cute. When I go, I'll hit you up and be like, let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. Another top trend was archive pools. I feel like sustainability really like everybody really got into it this year. And I feel like everybody is going back and like buying archival pieces, vintage pieces, like nobody's really interested in what's coming out right now because it's not the quality is not the same as it used to be. 
And I feel like Laura Roach kind of catapulted that. Like, you're not doing anything unless you're pulling an archive look. Yeah, for sure. I, I do feel like this year is the year that everyone suddenly started, like, shopping vintage. I feel like the, the fashion girls have been doing it for some time, but now it's, like, it's mainstream. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like you had a, a big hand in that, like, giving people, like, the tips and the rules of how, like, how to do it and where to find the stuff. Like, because I, I will get on eBay and get very overwhelmed. Like, how do I find what I'm looking for? So. Yeah. It's hard to sift through all the noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, you got to find the thing you're looking for and one that's not, like, absolutely raggedy, like, awful quality right yeah you gotta be authenticating and all this stuff like it's just it's a lot it can be next one is silver i put those damn bottega earrings Uh, oh my god y'all earrings up babes and let's be very honest here the dupes look better than the actual bottega if i'm being completely (laughs) honest so get the dupes do not get the real ones but silver in general was just a huge trend this year and i'm a huge fan of silver it's like my favorite thing in the world I bought so many silver things this year, and I think Pete Renaissance, yeah, you know, Johnny Nelson, James Baldwin ring, but Renaissance had, like, a lot to do with that. Like, everybody was going to the concert finding their silver looks, but I also think silver is just a fashion it girl color. Like, I really do. No, it is. Something about silver is very city chic, like, sleek woman Mm -hmm. like yeah more modern, whereas gold can be a little bit, like, traditional Mm -hmm. in some ways. And I think it's more like in your face showboaty, like, I don't know, that chrome silver aesthetic just kind of like, it pops a bit more than any mm-hmm. other metals. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you smell great. What is that? Thank you. I have on Le Lobo Matcha. Ooh. Yeah. Or Le Labo, however you say it. It's matcha, but it's my favorite right now. Love it. Sorry, totally off track. It smells <laughs> great, by the way. Okay, another top trend of 2023, ballet shoes. The Miu Miu ones. The Sandy Ling ones. Yes. Like, and this was one of my favorite trends of this year. Like, I feel like every iteration I saw of it, it just hit so well. But the Mimi ones, I feel, are supreme. Mm. But Sandy Liang, I don't know. Maybe Sandy Liang are the supreme ones because they I sold don't out know. so fast. Yes, yeah. and like I heard silhouette of it is just so great. But the Mimi one is great too. Like I yeah. like the little strap across. Yeah. The ones that really gagged me was the one from Doja Cat's. What is that song called? But at the beginning of that video. Agora Hills. Agora Hills. Hills. At the Agora beginning Hills. of that video, she was sliding on her Margiela ballet flats. And I was the, like, yeah. she ate that. Mm, the she little ate that. tabby ballet flats. Those are my favorite iteration like, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. she tore that to pieces. And like, I went immediately after to see how much are these and you know, what size did they make them in. <laughs> and they were sold out. Because they came of from, like, they were archived. They're not yeah. like new. Unseasoned, mm-hmm. but yeah, she ate that. No, totally agree. Worst, worst trends, trends of, of 2023. Okay, so silver is also on the worst trends. It's because all you girls don't know how to do it and execute it. So <laughs> I saw a lot of people getting into it, but it just was not giving what it needed to give. So that's also on the worst trend list. Also, it's because I'm a true fan of silver. Like, I really love it. So y'all treating it like a trend just really gets on my nerves because y'all just doing it because it's trendy. Like, y'all not really about it. How do you do it right? Like, how, how are people doing it wrong, and how do you do it right? So, the way you do it right is you can put a lot of silver on, but it should have, like, different textures. Like, for example, if you're going to put on a silver pant, then if it's leather or pleather, try to have, like, a silver bag that's, like, quilted or just some type of different texture. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like silver is also 
just a pop. Like, you can't do a whole civil look because it gives, like, 10 men. Um, <laughs> so it's like, just do a hint of it. Don't do a whole entire look of It's silver. giving lead paint. Yeah, like, it's doing too much. Yeah. But and also the shades, too. Like, if you're going to do a silver, do a silver. Do not do a gray. Like, do a chrome mm-hmm. or silver. Like, not a gunmetal. Yeah, like, which, that can be cute sometimes. But, yeah, yeah it's not silver. It's not mm-hmm. silver. Yeah. So the next trend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this was going to cause a ruckus. Cores. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sick of the cores. The cottage core. The Barbie core. Leah core. Y2K core. Like, it's just too much. Okay, I'm going to counter that because I actually love typifying people. <laughs> <laughs> I love psychoanalyzing people being like oh this is a blah 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 person i think it can be a little bit limiting though Mm -hmm. which i i can see what you mean because it's like fashion shouldn't box people in so much yeah but at the same time people love to be boxed in they do people love to be told like oh you're a such and such sign that means that you're neurotypical blah 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 Mm -hmm. people always fall into this trap of wanting to define themselves in very certain easy ways because it's just lazy it can it can be a little lazy that's what i was gonna say like it kind of helps you it helps your shopping experience but i don't feel that it helps you find your personal style yeah like if you're just stuck in a core, like, it's very limited as yeah. opposed to, like, pick what you like and, like, create your own personal style. And I feel like mm-hmm. cores kind of limit that. They're mm-hmm. fun, but they're annoying, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally feel that because it takes a lot of self-reflection, mm-hmm. a lot of work, internal work mm-hmm. that most people don't have the patience for yeah. to develop true personal style. Yeah. Yeah, which we talked about a little bit on the last episode. Last the last one. trend, TikTok shop. I can't. I just can't. Like, it's every other video I see, and like the the people promoting things on TikTok shop are really promoting the life out of it. They're like, yeah. this bodysuit changed my life. Yes, they really want the sales. Yeah, and like I get it. Go get your bag, but at the same time, like, stop trying to convince me that this like five dollar bodysuit yeah. is like. <laughs> Is like the difference between life or you're death lying. right now. Like, you're, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying yeah. to us. And it's just like, it's annoying because that's not all I want to see. Like, where is the content you were making? It's like some people are converting just solely to TikTok shop. Like, and that's all of their content. And it's just like, you know, I'm sure you get the emails as well where people want you to, to do that. But it's like, if it doesn't make sense, I'm like, no. If it doesn't fall in line with the content that I'm already making, then I'm not going to do the TikTok shop thingy. Like, Yeah, and a majority of the TikTok shop products that I see are usually low quality when it yeah. comes to fashion. It's yeah. usually fast fashion stuff, like things mm-hmm. that you would find already on like Temu or like yeah. Shein, which if that's like something that you have to do because of like price or size concerns like i totally get that Mm -hmm. but there are so many fashion girlies doing it that don't have to be doing doing it you know what i mean right like you have to have some substance just a little bit especially if you want people to take your content seriously like exactly like all the originality all of like all of like the fashion creativity gone yeah gone yeah and i feel i'm much more convinced to buy what you're selling if I have to go off of TikTok to find it. But that's just me. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about, oh, I love this designer, and I go off. Like, when you introduced me to Cindy Liang. So, I got, when I watched that video, I got off and researched who she was. And I was like, oh, this is cute. But had you had, like, a link by here, I would have been like, ciao. It just, <laughs> it takes away, like, you know, the mysterious yeah. and the umph. Like, I want to really get into it if I'm a buyer. But I'm an intentional okay. buyer, too. So, a lot yeah. of people are not. Period. Wait, do we have a do we have a sound for this? Worst trends of 2023. Right. Okay, next category is 
favorite couture collection of 2023. Wow. And this was, there were a lot of good couture collections, but I think the one that stood out to me was the Jean-Paul Gaultier times Julian Dosina Fall Couture 2023. She ate it to pieces. I love the way that Julian is a she, right? I think so. I, I think Julian is a she. If they're not, I mean, I call everybody a girl. So she just really ate it up. The look in particular that really yanked, I would say. Oh. It's 2023, they. Right. So, Julia Dosina, that. They ate it up. They really looked into the archive and, like, the whole aesthetic of Jean-Paul Gaultier and brought it in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Like, the the top with made out of ties. Excellent. The look with the, the comb bra that Kelly Rowland just wore to the Renaissance premiere mm-hmm. in L.A. Excellent. So, that was my favorite. What was yours? Okay, my favorite definitely has to be Robert One. Another good one, yeah. Oh, my my god just like it's one of those collections where you're looking at it and you're like oh is this ai generated oh my god no that's Mm -hmm. like real yeah first of all it had a cohesive theme throughout all of the looks like there were clear recurring like patterns and motifs very strong structural elements yes and the embellishments are not like you don't get lost in it i think sometimes with couture there's so many like sequins feathers like it's all layered on top to show off the craftsmanship that Mm -hmm. the artistic vision sometimes is just kind of lost in the sea of like this dress took like fifty thousand hours to make but that's not the case with robert one this bleeding coat like the way the feathers are protruding from those holes so good it's so good was this the same collection where he had the burnt look too yes like the burnt dress there are so many Mm. iconic dresses from this collection the burnt mm. dress the wine stain dress like the rain with like the crystals <gasps> dripping uh, off of the umbrella somebody wore that i can't p- think of it right now but somebody yeah, wore that yeah. and it ate right. and his branding you can look at a piece and be like that's robert you don't have to think twice about exactly. it that's strong detail yeah and it's his first couture collection that's yeah. the crazy that's yeah. so crazy to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. yeah so that's my top Okay, yeah, cute. I think Thames wore him. The skier Eileen Goo wore him. Burna Boy wore him for his tour this year. Oh. Yeah, like he had custom tour looks. It was really, which it matched because, you know, that burnt look, he made yeah. that for Burna Boy too. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Very cool. Who we got next? Ooh, Ooh okay. love this category. Favorite ready to wear of 2023. So, my favorite ready to wear was Martin Rose Spring 2024 menswear. Martine Rose is the it girl of the moment. Get with it or get lost. And this collection really played with androgyny. And I'm big on that because I've always shopped in the women and the men's section. And my favorite thing is to buy a women's wear look and make it look very masculine and opposite. Buy a very masculine look and make it look feminine. And I feel like this collection just does that perfectly. I want every piece. I love that. I don't think it's necessarily a trend. I think it's more of like a cultural shift where androgynous dressing is becoming a lot more acceptable and also a lot more, not just widely adopted, but like the creativity in that category of fashion is so incredible Mm because once you remove the boundary of like gendered dressing things get so much more creatively interesting yeah and it's a lot more fun a lot more comfortable like i've really helped we get to a place like when you're shopping on essence it's not men and women's it's like jeans coats like and you can just look through yeah instead Mm -hmm. of like separating things by gender because i don't think it's needed at this point especially with like high-end designer wear it's not needed yeah yeah very good point. What about you? 
your favorite eater. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm such a Daniel Roseberry fangirl. I mean, look at the quality. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Yeah. I feel like we'll get into this later too, but I feel like Daniel Roseberry really brought back like Scaparelli in a big, mm-hmm. big way this mm-hmm. year. And that fall ready to wear collection, like just that coat, it is simultaneously so wearable and still so exciting. I feel like oftentimes mm-hmm. in fashion, designers have to toe this line of like, oh, but I have to be commercial, so I need to be boring. But mm-hmm. like, that's not true. Like yeah. that coat, like I easily see some downtown woman in New York just like wearing that to a dinner and yeah. like even to the office, like those big lapels mm-hmm. and like the structure is so good. Mm-hmm. And even like he kind of hits a bit of everything structure prints everything's exciting and still totally wearable and i think very necessary in like a commercially successful like ready to wear collection good accessories yeah scaparelli has such they're good eating accessories. the accessories right now they're so yeah. like clearly like scaparelli without you having to see scaparelli on it exactly yeah. you see it immediately and what i loved about this collection too is that a lot of people because you know scaparelli is very couture mm-hmm. so a lot of their pieces like they're not practical to wear like to live in but this collection like shut everybody up about that mm-hmm. you can live in these pieces they still have that couture element which exactly. i love great investment pieces oh okay well, now we're at 2023's designer of the year and for me speaking of people bringing brands back my designer of the year is maximilian davis he brought Ferragamo back to the forefront. Everyone's wearing Ferragamo. Everybody's talking about Ferragamo. Ferragamo, Ferragamo, Ferragamo. And that's because of Maximilian Davis. Like, he really just, he looked back into the archive and made it very modern. And I just think that's so genius. I love when creative directors can do that. Absolutely. I think, oh my God, I cannot get out of my head those, like, red Ferragamo shoes. Oh, I saw. With the indent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the super like lots of straps in the front. Yeah. Oh my God. Like it's kind of hard to think about making Ferragamo sexy again, but he did it. He did. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really impressive. Mm-hmm. For me, my designer of the year, I can't remember if I actually put one in here. I didn't. Okay. Off the dome, let's go. Okay. Off the dome, I'm really indecisive. I mean, if Daniel's eating for you this year, Daniel's eating for yeah, you. Yeah, he's this sweeping year. all my categories. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'm so. <laughs> I'm so indecisive. There's so many, like Simone Rocha too. Now that that's a good one for designer of the year. Yeah. I still want me an egg bag. Simone, if you're yeah. please send us egg bags. We need egg bags. I'll even take the the cake one, the wedding cake one. I'll take that one. I just need one of your bags. And every time they go on sale, I don't have the money for it. <laughs> but yeah, the, that's a good one. The trifecta for me is Sandy Liang, Simone Rocha, Shushu Tong. I feel like they're all like kind of, they're not doing the same thing, but they're all for the same girl. They're definitely you know in conversation I mean? with each other. Yeah. yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a good traffic though. Yeah. I love all of so them. I wanted, okay, how about that? That's my answer. That's not my designer of the year, that's my trifecta yeah. of the year. That works. Because <laughs> I feel like they just captured like the vibe of the year mm-hmm. so well. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, most underrated designer. Mm-hmm. For me, this is going to be Jacquez Ekbabli. If you don't know who Jacquez is, he is a knitwear designer. He makes the most beautiful sweaters. He also works with denim and other things, but it's his sweaters for me that really like takes it up a notch for me. And he's just getting into other ways of designing as well, but his knit are really it for me. And I just really think next year he's going to like 
catapult himself into a stratosphere that he's currently not in right now. He's getting a lot of recognition, like a lot of people are recognizing his craft and his work, um, but I just feel that it should be, the way he's making it where, it should be way, way bigger. Um, so, and I'm sure it'll come for him, but that's my most underrated. Who's yours? Okay, for me, I'm a little biased. My favorite, again, indecisive. <laughs> But I have three most underrated designers that I love. I'm a little biased because two of them I actually know personally, so but I can't help it. So one is Da Wang. She okay. does chinoiserie, but streetwear. So a modern take on chinoiserie, which is Chinese traditional clothes. Mm-hmm. So started off with some chi pao type things, and you'll see a recurring theme in a lot of her work is brocade. Mm-hmm. And because of like some people having some wet feet about like cultural appropriation and feeling like they can't really buy into her brand, I think that's something that she's run into when it comes to growth. Like mm-hmm. she's grown so well in the Chinese American, Asian American community, mm-hmm. and she really wants to expand beyond that category. But, like, other people don't want to be called, like, cultural appropriators. So she's been yeah, going. I yeah, I get that, too. So she's been taking elements of chinoiserie design and making it more and more modern and less so, like, strictly, like, so overtly Chinese. Like, mm-hmm. this skirt with the hip cutouts, the line, the piping down the mm-hmm. middle is done in, like, periwinkle brocade. And, wow. The yeah. silhouette is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be researching this brand more later on. I love Da Wang. I think her stuff is so underrated. And the pieces are honestly so high quality. Like, I have a pair of her patchwork. And she's also very sustainable. She does a lot of reworking workshops you can oh, go yes. into in person. And, like, she'll custom them for you and stuff. Like, she's a very down-to-earth emerging designer. But, like, this t-shirt, for example. Oh, and the price is nice. I know. It's, like, not that crazy. I'm I love intrigued. this shirt. Like... The hoodies. Yeah. And like yeah. they, she has, oh my God, this shirt. I want this shirt so bad, but it's not good for like girls with boobies. But like, like that's very like, it's chic. Mm-hmm. You can wear it no matter what culture you come from, but there is still that element of like, it was inspired by mm-hmm. like chinoiserie. So mm-hmm. that there's Daisy Da Wang. The other one is Chan Chit Lo. Chan Chit Lo also does a lot of like, a lot of knitwear, but she hand crochets a lot of her a lot of her stuff and she does a lot of like big volume like sometimes even a little almost Rei Kawakubo-esque she even like spins her own yarn from really? dead stock sometimes yeah I love a sustainable designer mm-hmm. it gets not better than that yeah and about a third to half of her collections are made to order yes so there's no waste there's love no like overproduction yes. Yes. yeah and then my last one because I just I'm an indecisive bitch Jordan Willis. Jordan Willis is the it girl of the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm in agreement with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all of the, those fishnet embellished dresses, like it is the epitome of dopamine dressing, maximalism to mm-hmm. its finest. And I love all of the rap girlies, like yes. decked out in Jordan Willis. Like, And it still has that mm-hmm. vintage element of like old glamour to it. Like it's mm-hmm. so good. Jordan is, yeah. Killing it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay. Next category. Oh, we got. Oh, fashion scandals of the year. Fashion scandals of the year. There's a lot. The first scandal we're going to talk about, which is kind of current, the girlies were mad that Paloma won model of the year over Anokiai. And here's the thing. I agree. Anokiai should have won because she just had a phenomenal year. Paloma is a great model, though. 
And Paloma is also just a great activist and voice in the community in general. And Paloma herself also wanted Anokia to win. I'm sure she was expecting Anokia to win. But I think Paloma is a great choice. I just think Anokia was just the obvious better choice. Yeah, I think there was a lot of discourse about just like the volume of work that Anokiai had put in this year like mm-hmm. what was it she was in like 50 something she was shows. everywhere she was yeah and every time I saw her it was a 10 out of 10 yeah not a bad look not a bad walk not a bad anything yeah I did feel bad because Paloma left social media because of so many people being like oh she doesn't deserve this I think she is very deserving very of the deserving. reward yeah I think also the controversy being that there was some like shakeup with Anokiai's management yeah like on her her story and that was kind of like oh maybe that's why she didn't get it yeah and I also think like it's kind of like hypocritical because the brands are not being as size inclusive as they say they are and Paloma did not have a huge year which she could have had because y'all are lying about being size inclusive so there was some brands that was like size inclusive but even those brands like when I would see Paloma in certain things it's it was not flattering it did not look like the things that were on the like smaller frame models so I feel like it's also a cost to the table you need to be size inclusive because models of the year are plus size and you need to get with the times true true good call out another scandal of the year Edward Interful stepping down from British Vogue and leaving us a memo of what he's going to do next. I just think there's a lot of shadiness going on here. I think on the surface, Edward probably was stepped down to like make it look better, but I think it's something shady going on really? because British Vogue is just kicking American Vogue's ass. Yeah. It has been for years, mm-hmm. and I really think that he should be over American Vogue, and mm-hmm. I can like take a back seat, but I don't know. She's been doing this for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very tired. Yeah. And good point that you mentioned that because Gabriella Carifa Johnson didn't renew her contract with Vogue. Which is also another scandal of the year because that happened after she voiced her support for Palestine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Which is weird because she's best friends with Gigi and Bella Hadid who are yeah. Palestinians who have been on the cover of Vogue a million times. Yeah. So for her to get pressure for speaking up for Palestine, that's a bit weird to me. Another reason why I want Anna out the building because what are you doing i love these sound effects they're so fun (laughs) another scandal of the year this is one of the biggest ones too law roach retiring from styling you girls like he really put the pen down and said no more which this was a such a huge scandal because law at this time, he was at the pinnacle. Like, he was dressing everyone. He was best dressed on every red carpet. All of his clients were best dressed. So for him to, like, clock out at the pinnacle was just kind of like, wow. Then after he talked about why he did it and just, like, all of the hurts he had to go through was, like, a black stylist, it was like, okay, I understand why he wanted to take a seat back because it, it just wasn't fun. Like, if you can be the best stylist in the game and still have to deal with bullshit, like, what do you have to look forward to? And I just, I kind of understood him on that level. Yeah, I listened to his podcast episode on Emily Ratajkowski's podcast, The uh-huh. High Low, and he was talking about how he he barely spent time with like his five year old niece, mm-hmm. and he felt so guilty for that. Like when there were like death and loss in his family, he wanted to be around more for that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can't blame him. Yeah, 
like to put your whole life into something yeah. and then for to still get pushback when it's good yeah like it's perfect every time mm-hmm. so i don't mm-hmm. get i don't get it but you know it's just something that comes with being a black person or a person of color in a white dominated industry yeah i am excited to see like the direction he's going to next yeah i think he spoke a bit about it maybe in like 2024 when we discuss like that like excited yes, to see what he does this is definitely gonna be an annual thing you heard it here first this is mm. gonna be an annual thing mm-hmm. um but he has a website and an email is called lost makes moves so if you do want to know like what he has coming up he sends out like little hints so it's kind of for that if you I, know. I didn't know that good tip good tip Okay, next scandal of the year is... <laughs> I'm already rolling my eyes at this one. Girl. Kylie Jenner winning brand innovator of the year. <laughs> Girl. The day before her brand launched. Girl. By Wall Street Journal. Girl. I'm done with it. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not giving girls. You're never going to be respected for being a designer. Like, pack it up and take it to lunch and eat it up because we're not we're not buying. No, because here's the thing is, like, if she had given us her collection in leather and not pleather, like, this was supposed to be your quiet luxury line. Right. The marketing for this was like, my name's Kylie. I woke up in Paris and I'm just getting ready for Fashion Week. You want to have us believe that this woman is getting ready for Fashion Week <laughs> drowning in pleather? Yeah. And you know Please. what the kicker was? You didn't even wear your own designs on <laughs> the red carpet to accept the award. Oh are you stupid God. or are you dumb? <laughs> Oh I'm my so god. Done. No. Like it's so and this funny. pisses me off so bad because there are designers who are worthy that we have mm-hmm. named in this episode already mm-hmm. who deserve to be on the red carpet collective yeah. in the war. But it's yeah. all for like the aesthetics and the optics and the press. Like, I'm very bored. I'm bored. Like, get somebody else to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was like in twenty twenty one. Kim also won the same award for Skim. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of like paid placement here. But right. you know they love to buy up an award, honey. Mm-hmm. They really do. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh. Oh girl. So the last scam that we're gonna be discussing is the Zara campaign that is mocking what is happening in Palestine. This is just Horrible and intentional. Intentional. Keyword intentional. This did not just happen out of the blue. Like, this is very Zionist intentional. And I hate it. I hate it. And I love that they were called out about it. I love that they were called out about it. So, because I was reading up on this. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then they were explaining, like, the inspiration behind the collection being, like, the art of, like, conservation of, like, artwork and sculptures. But, like, why the fuck? fuck do you have Kristen McNanamy holding a fucking body bag? Like, even if that was your inspiration, anyone, anyone could have just looked at that and thought twice. Like, I kind of wonder too, like, what's going on through Kristen's head? Is it like, like, did she just get dragged into this? Was she for, did she also not see this? Like, who here just like- It makes no sense. If it really was about conservation, why do we also have like blown up like parts of the wall? Right. And what there's like plastic con- and shit in the background. Yeah, like, like what part of conservation means you're like tearing down like like blowing up walls and it's shit. It's because you're lying. Yeah. You're telling lies. Yeah. We're not dumb. We're not stupid. Get somebody else to do it. Yeah. No, that was fucking dumb. Okay. Ooh. 
Onto greener pastures. Right. <laughs> Fashion brand of 2023. Mars and I both agreed that it's Sandy Liang. Yeah. It's Sandy Liang. This was the year of the girl. And yeah. the girl responsible for that is Sandy. She's the it. She's the it girl. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like the whole girlification of this year is very much due to her bringing back the, like, the ballet slippers, the silhouettes too, just being mm-hmm. very comfortable, being very youthful. Mm-hmm. It's just, I was reading a friend's like description of why everyone's obsessed with it being the, the year of the girl mm-hmm. is that when we're often faced with times of patriarchy and misogyny and life becomes so hard, you always just find comfort reverting back to a version of yourself before you were even aware of those things. And yeah. I think that's why like Sandy Liang resonates so well with with the girls because like that little jade bunny necklace like it takes me back to a time when i was five right but it is so chic like and Mm. what when i look at her clothes i see comfort and it's it takes a talent to make a very structured detailed garment comfortable all of her things are comfortable and i was telling karina earlier that she introduced me to Sandy Liang. Like, she made a content about her. And so she introduced me to her. And then, like, you know, when you watch one thing on TikTok, you kind of see it up and down right. your FYP. I saw another page. I think she had, like, a pop-up or something. And the line was so long. And I had to see, like, why are people standing in line for these clothes? Because, you know, that's when it's good. Yeah. The line was so long for Sandy Liang. And once I looked at the clothes, I was like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Hats off to Sandy. Go off, Sandy. We're looking forward to 2024. Oh, Ooh, I love this superlative. Yes. Fashion creative of 2023. Yes. So my fashion creative of 30 would have to be Fashion Roadman. I love his perspective. I And every time I watch his video, I always feel like I've been educated in something. Like something is making more sense to me. And his post is like, he's always talking about something first. Like, everybody else may catch on afterwards, but he's always first. And he's always right. Like, even his predictions, like, he's always right about things. Fashion Roadman. I love his YouTube channel. One of my favorite videos that I listen to that really just, like... Because sometimes I do get imposter syndrome talking about fashion, Mm -hmm. like, getting on TikTok and the podcast talking about fashion. Is Fashion Roadman's YouTube video on, like, what it's really like having worked in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. And he just dishes on, like, how unqualified some people are in fashion Mm -hmm. who are there because of nepotism which we all know nepo babies exist but he really got into it he's like you would be surprised and after that i was like damn yeah he's right yeah and it always comes out when you see the collections like who was designing this like or who approved this like you're just here because of nepotism and it's Mm -hmm. more deserving people yeah yeah okay for me i have Definitely said Brenda hash Brenda hashtag's name Brenda Weischer on this podcast way too many times, but I love her. I love her so much. She's so successful. Yeah. I'm so excited for the fact that she's the. Is she the black and white girly? Yeah. Oh, I'm obsessed yeah. with Brenda hashtag. Mm-hmm. Who else has a person like she's besties with Rick Owens? Yeah. Like no, she's just so cool. She has such a strong, well-researched point of view. Like. Mm-hmm. She's so sustainable and intentional with everything she does, and Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. But because I've talked about her so much, favorite fashion creative of of the year is Soy Raka. I'm not familiar. Oh, my God, I love Soy. Okay, so, oh, you would actually be so into him because he's very into, like, genderless dressing. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. actually did a TED Talk on, like, men wearing skirts and how, like, he's been been kind of, like, targeted on the internet for, like, 
wearing skirts and dressing kind of feminine and that being an affront to his masculinity when mm-hmm. he's very comfortable in his masculinity mm-hmm. and his videos are not only like edited to perfection like production quality is so beautiful but he truly has an appreciation for intentionally buying finer things in life like mm-hmm. he came out with this guide for building a designer wardrobe on a budget and i ate that shit up Whoa. i was going through my own 2024 planning and i was like okay i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that i'm, I'm doing soy's checklist so yeah if you haven't checked him out before i'd highly recommend I giving soy a yeah. I yeah and i love it because he's good for all kinds of audiences however you identify so is he like prominent on TikTok, Instagram, all of them? TikTok. TikTok, okay. TikTok and Instagram, I think. Gotcha. I know he also has a YouTube channel, but I don't think he's updated it recently. Okay. Oh my God, I sound so creepy. I'm like... So let the girls know. Yeah. Now I gotta do my research. Ooh. Now this is probably gonna be one of my favorite things that we talk about today. So 2023 Stylist of the Year. Because I just feel that stylists don't get enough credit. They do no, so much so of the true. work. Yeah. They create so much of the moment, but they don't get the credit. For me, Stylist of the Year is going to Shiona Torini. Shiona Torini has been my favorite stylist for so long because she has styled one of my favorite. Well, my my style icon is Solange Nose. And Shiona styled some of her earlier videos like Don't Touch My Hair and Cranes in the Sky. Like it, It's just perfect styling. But she was also the lead stylist on the Renaissance World Tour. And what she was able to to curate and create for this tour the loewe bodysuit that's iconic imagery like she really ate this entire year to pieces and she's just that girl every look is a hit every look is a hit like sometimes i'll be like i don't like it but i can understand why she put it together yeah so i'm very assistant so she's my stylist of the year Wow, and she she also did the Beyonce as Donatella Versace look, yeah. which I thought was so fun. Yeah, that's what I love about her because she actually sits with the design teams and she brings them into Beyonce's world as opposed to like, you know, most times you'll pull a look, but you have to like pull off their look. No, designers have to adjust to what Beyonce's aesthetic is. Mm-hmm. And she's very good at curating that and pulling that together. Yeah, yeah. Like the Mugler like B yeah. look. The Mugler mm. bodysuit. Ugh. So, so good. good. So good. She's good also a good archival pullist, too. Like, she pulls good looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's that girl, for sure. Love it. Who's your stylist of the year? Okay, for me? <gasps> good <laughs> choice. This is such a good choice. Such a good choice. I ate... Okay, this year, I feel like we all did, but I ate that Barbie shit up. All the way. Oh, my God. Buffet, okay? Buffet yeah. ate. I have to say, Andrew McConnell's work with yeah. the Barbie tour, every... Like, every single... I definitely And had, it's still eating. Like, she's mm, still pulling mm-hmm. looks right now. Yeah, like, even after her premiere, she's she's still pulling mm-hmm. looks. Mm-hmm. And all these looks are so, like, her custom Scaparelli dress. And the fact that they're all, like, modeled after... Of course, they're all modeled after real Barbies. Yeah. But to, like, pull it off to collaborate with so many different designers mm-hmm. to, like, do the vision all together. Yeah. And orchestra... Like, logistically, that's insane. Yeah. Like, all of this... But my favorite look definitely has to be the day-to-night Barbie with the suit, like the 80s power suit. Yeah, the phone. Yes. And the phone, I think it's Judith Lieber, I want to say. That would just make sense if it was. But like this suit being Versace 2 is just, oh, just tickles my fancy because my favorite era of fashion is like, the big shoulder pad, dramatic 80s style, like Versace, Claude Montana. 
the drama like mm-hmm. the the opulence and the excessiveness like yeah. i loved that era and it just looks so good on margot robbie and it's a little bit different from all the other barbie looks yeah what it solidified for me is that which i always knew this but i feel that people usually forget is that fashion is important when you're selling a product or when you're trying to get people to buy into something like fashion is what made me buy into the barbie hype they had so many marketing tactics which was great but it was the fashion that did it for me like mm-hmm. i went to the movies to see it because mm-hmm. of this fashion run because yeah. i just could not get enough of it it yeah. was just so good it was so good yeah he ate and it yeah. was very intentional like because she could have just wore pink looks throughout the thing but yeah. no it was very yeah. intentional mm-hmm. yeah sure agree okay creative director director. for me i am so obsessed with this person so obsessed glenn martins is just my creative director of the year he is the creative director of diesel and the creative director of y project and both of those lines are gobbling the girls up will continue to gobble girls up and he just really has a very unique perspective on fashion and he just really like he's one of those designers like whatever he makes I would wear like he just really gets me aesthetically mm-hmm. and I'm always pleased by what he sends down the runway that is such a good pick because yeah. I feel like Diesel and Y Project like the heat map Trump Loay yeah. like had everyone in a choke yeah. cold oh my god and the way he resurrected Diesel because people were not wearing Diesel like that but when mm-hmm. he came shot right back up he really hopped on like the revival of Y2K and like brought back Diesel in a way that was refreshing but also nostalgic. Yeah. Like that's really hard to do and I love it when designers do it right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Speaking of designers that can bring back nostalgia and bring a fresh perspective, my creative director of the year is Daniel Roseberry. Great choice. I cannot get over that clip though of Kim and North like consulting oh, Daniel Roseberry. How dare you, Nor? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> and she was like, it looks cheap. <laughs> but this is the thing about that clip. Can we talk about it a bit? So it's not Daniel, it's your mother. Yeah. It's your mother who likes the cheap look. It's not Daniel. Daniel was doing what your mother wants, but yeah. carry on. No, but honestly, okay. I think it did look a little cheap for Scaparelli. Yeah. But for Kim, it was fun because it's kind of like, Okay, yes, Karl Lagerfeld, Chanel, Pearls, I guess. But, like, it kind of referenced to me her first Playboy shoot with the big Mm -hmm. pearls covering her nude body. And I was like, that play for Kim was good. For Scaparelli, not as much. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I executed better. I do think that before this, very few people had Scaparelli in their consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like, very few Mm -hmm. people were, like, aware of what what that was. Honestly, like, me included. And the fact that he's brought such a Sleeping Beauty back with, like, incredibly strong design and vision and like that black and gold black and gold before used to just be black and gold but now when you see it you're like oh it's giving scaparelli like now like it's in your consciousness and the work that he's done not only through his designs through couture so many good looks Mm -hmm. and the ready to wear and all of the right like celebrity placements like Kim's look being cheap or not, like, brought it back. He's really brought it back. Yeah. And can I make a request, Daniel Roseberry, for the silver girlies? Can we get a capsule silver collection? I know it's all about the gold, but give us some silver. You know, I would like to participate. Thanks. Daniel Roseberry, you have my heart. Okay. 
worst red carpet looks of 2023. All right, so when I saw this topic, one look stuck out to me, and it is Money Long, and she wore Mugler to the iHeart Radio Music Awards this year, and the look was just so horrible from head to toe. It was just a chop. It was so bad it was so bad even the shoes like it, it was just a bad look like even looking at it now like it's it's Mugler, but it doesn't even give Mugler. like it gives no it gives Wait, forever that's 21 Mugler? that's Mugler. and that came down the runway this year she wore that fresh off the runway out of all the looks they made this is the one you made it's a chop for me Oh my god, that's so sad. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, oh my god, it's like spandex and armwear and slingback pumps and pearl. It's it's an overload it's of, of trash. No, yeah. for me, it's like that weird, like tight shorts, like sheer tights yeah. over the bodysuit situation. It's, what? Why would you do that? Pick one yeah. or the other. What? It's such an. It's it needs a high edit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst looks. There are many, there were many looks that were chops this year, but this one just took the cake for me. Okay, so I was thinking about this one, and for me, like I think you're more tapped into like all the award show looks, which mm -hmm. there can be a lot more variants. Uh -huh. um, for me, my least favorite look was Kendall Jenner's at the Met Gala. I can't explain why. I just hated it. Oh my gosh, this was so bad. I know, like, I think it's Marc Jacobs, though. I just, like, it was just the most lazy interpretation I could possibly imagine. Yeah. And I think she also came with Wolford, like, the tights company. Mm -hmm. So I get that she had to show her legs, but I was just like, something about this is just, I don't know why yeah, it's, it's so off-putting. It yeah. makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Like, it's not even, like, the worst look, like, her body looks great i guess but i don't know it's just like her feet look so tiny yeah this is not a look that she could carry she couldn't carry this look yeah like maybe if this was on a doja it would eat down but yeah yeah cannot carry that look. and i think there was another one it was oh, it makes me so sad because i love the city girls i can't remember who it was, uh, it was I, think... I love the city girls too as you can see i have on my jt merch you know my country cap i love the city girls but they be having chops you think I actually, yeah, I really like JT's style. I think it was Young Miami. It was that one dress. I can't remember which one. It was like the dress was wearing her. She wasn't wearing was the it dress. Was it the mid? It was like the big one. Yes. I hated that. Marnie styled that. And Marnie, <laughs> oh my gosh, just so bad. Yeah, this is at the Met. This is at the Met as well. Marnie styled it. Who was the designer again? Duran Lantink. Yeah. Like, I think the dress in and of itself is like, could have been cool. It just, but she it couldn't just, carry the look. It was just, she just looked so small. Like, she just looked tiny. Yeah. And, like, like plenty of celebrities have done, like, sculptural looks. It was giving Cardi B knockoff, if I'm being completely No, honest. exactly. That's what, That's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say yeah. it. But you were it's giving Cardi B knockoff. <laughs> and the thing about it, this this look made me so upset because Carisha don't have to do much in order to make an impact with her looks. Like, her yeah. looks can be very simple, and she don't eat the girls up. Yeah. So when she do too much, it don't eat the girls up. So. It's a chop, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love her, though. And your date's also a chop. Oh. Mm-hmm. Marnie, quit styling Carisha. Oh, Ooh. okay. Best red carpet looks. Best red carpet looks of 2023. There were also many... There are many choices to choose from, but I want the ones that came to the top of my head that were memorable for me. One being Megan the Stallion at the Vanity Fair after party. I forget who the designer of this dress is, but Law Roach did style her. And this was like her big comeback look, and she looks 
amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. The hair, the dress, the silhouette, perfection. Mm-hmm. And honorable mention to Anya Taylor-Joy. She wore Scaparelli to the BAFTAs this year, and she ended up. Yeah. I was, because I was always curious, because sometimes when Scaparelli or Loewe, when they see things on the way, I'm like, who's going to wear this? How is it going to compute to them, like the real world? But she, she carried this really yeah. well. So that would mm-hmm. be the two top looks for me. Love. Agree. Oh, okay. For me, there was one look and one look only. Like, I could not this get this out of my choice. head. Such it was choice. living in my head rent free for like a couple months after. But it's Anok Yai mm-hmm. at the Met Gala in Prabal Garang. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I just can't. The train, the embellishments, like the just her skin. skin. She's glowing. She looks literally like dipped in melted chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I also love like the little veil. Mm-hmm. Like, she totally could have not done the veil, but the mm-hmm. veil definitely added this like other, this air of like being otherworldly mm-hmm. like truly a goddess like that was my first thought when i saw her i was like oh my god like and she she's like not she from walked the red carpet early she walked the red carpet early so everyone that came after her it was just like oh well we see what we saw what we needed to see <laughs> no exactly exactly she won the carpet for mm-hmm, sure mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. let's get into the meat of the potatoes best dressed celebrities of 2023 and i picked one girl and one girl only she is the girl of the moment she is the it girl she can wear anything and that is miss kalela and what made me choose her is that i saw her this summer at in brooklyn she did like a concert in brooklyn and she wore head to toe maximilian davis Ferragamo. oh the way to your heart and it was like she had a fan blowing on her so it was like the dress was blowing in the wind oh. the shoes were just she had on a silver like knee-high boots it it just took my breath away. But every time I see Kalila in a look, she looks amazing. I also saw her at BAM. She had a concert at BAM, the museum in Brooklyn. And she had like this dress that had like a cutout of her midriff. It it, it was just amazing. Kalila, she doesn't get enough of praise because she starts a lot of trends, but people don't really give that to her. But she's, she's the one to watch. She's the one to, if you're going to model your personal style to somebody, I would pick Kalila. She's Ooh, great. I love this because I've actually never heard of her before. Really? Yeah, you've introduced me to her. She's great. Her music's great. Even like the aesthetic of her music videos, like everything is just, it's so on point and it's so intentional. Like it just makes like, she's the, definitely the fashion girl for me. Well, I'm definitely going to get into a little bit of like a research hole when I get back after yes, this. <laughs> please get into this Kalella. I've learned so much from Mars. Same. I learned yeah. so much from you too. Like, the girls that do their research. The girls that don't do your research, I'm ignoring you. (laughs) (laughs) I love this thing. Okay, for me, (laughs) a very mainstream celebrity. However, great choice. She's just so fun. She's taking it. My best dressed celebrity of this year for me, Doja Cat. Just because she's truly having a conversation with all of her viewers, haters or not. Like, First of all, her Scaparelli look. Yeah. With the head to toe, like Swarovski crystals a la Pat, Gra- Pat McGrath. Like mm-hmm. the fact that she not only turned like the look, one of the looks of the year, but then she even clapped back to everyone who said she should have had eyelashes. And then the next show that she went to, yes. Victor and Rolf, yes. and then she showed up with eyelashes on her eyebrows. Yeah. Eyelash <laughs> she's just so fucking funny. Like she, you could never, you could never. Yeah. Like she's truly original and whether yeah. or not she's working with a stylist it doesn't fucking she matter is. i was gonna say yeah. her stylist brett they have a great relationship and rapport yeah. like 
it's I love the relationships of like a Law and a Zendaya, a Brett and a Doja. Yeah. Like when you find that relationship that works, like their relationship just works. Yeah, like and he doesn't. Um, I haven't seen him work with anybody else. I feel like Doja mm, is like his his mm-hmm, client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you have to ha- like for her kind of personality that is mm-hmm. so strong and so original and outspoken. Mm-hmm. It's not like the kind she can't have a relationship with a stylist that's just like hot potato yeah like you got to be with her and like willing to like share her point of view with the with the world and i take that back he has worked with like lizzo some others before but doja is his main client yeah and he eats it every time oh my god like she just looks so good and all of her red carpet her fashion week stuff and like being choupette yeah, her Oscar Laurenta dress. Yeah, oh my god, I'm so glad that she actually showed up like that. Like she's just so original. Yeah, and like okay, I also love because like last year for Doja, I feel like was very like candy, very like very mm-hmm. girly, very I hate that word, but like very. It was very pop aesthetic. Yeah, it was yeah. very. She was your pop princess. Yeah. And I feel like now she's your evil queen. Yeah, but I like, love the darkness. I love this era. Yeah, and I like, love I love how much she's embodied that aesthetic. I feel like this is her returning to like who she's always been. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it. And yeah. I love that. Like, she's always been that edgy e-girl. You yeah. know what I mean? She's always been that like kind of like quirky internet princess. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love like the way that it's come through with her styling and her getting more edgy and everyone's all mad about it and like she doesn't care. Uh, in particular, one of the looks I love the most is that web, I don't know who the designer is, but that webbed dress oh, look. Was that the VMAs? I think it was the I think VMAs, so. yeah. That and the way she did good. her makeup. And I, lo- I loved her hair in this era. I know everyone was giving her shit for it, but I love it. And like she marketed her album through her fashion in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. So she's celebrity of the year for me. That's our 2023 fashion wrap. I think it was a good wrap. I think we picked some good choices. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. as always, I would love to know what you guys think and what your choices are. So, you know, leave a comment or, you know, let us know. Yeah. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Are we going to have to throw hands in the comments? Exactly. (laughs) Because we said what we said. Mm -hmm. We ain't changing it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. And if you don't already follow Mars... You absolutely should. Follow me. Come follow me. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm Mars Orbitz on TikTok, IG, Twitter. And so, yeah, come say hey. I don't Wait, bite. Do you do, like, YouTube videos, like, long form? I don't. I have tried to in the past. I'm going to start back, though. Okay. Because I hear that's where the real coins are. And I'm trying to get to the real coins. <laughs> because I spend, I can spend three hours on a TikTok. Yeah. Like the editing and the research. Like it the takes research. me so long. So if I'm going to spend that much time, I might as well just, you know, also throw yeah. some long form up on YouTube. Yeah. Might yeah. as well. That's so true. TikTok is, because of TikTok shop, I'm like sad that it's sort of dying. So yeah. that's why I'm moving so much of my platform onto long form content. Yeah. Speaking of which, the podcast, I publish on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. However, I used to have a separate channel just for the podcast on YouTube. I'm moving it now to my personal channel. And that personal channel not only has the podcast, but also has vlogs, other content related or not related to fashion. And I'm coming out with a new vlog series called Ooh. Fashion Girly Files, which is basically just going to be behind the scenes like week in the life day in the life of a fashion girly because yes. i get a lot of questions about that like balancing a nine to five and passion oh my so, god 
good. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that one day. Yeah, that's so a good. Hard. That's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yes, thanks for tuning in. Oh, before we go, mm-hmm. I will be launching a podcast soon. You heard it here first, and I'll let you know more soon. Okay, see you next Monday. Bye. Bye.